Hey y'all, welcome to Adventures with Aggie brought to you by the Ryan Martin Foundation. Today we're starting an exciting new series featuring Welsh athletes from Disability Sport Wales. Today, our first episode of the series features Tom Matthews. He's a wheelchair tennis player who's going to represent Great Britain in Tokyo. Please welcome Tom. Tom, how He's are you doing? He's going to do an <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on, sorry. Uh, yeah, really well. Um, yeah. Cool. Awesome. I'm so excited to meet you. Um, this is going to be great. I just kind of want to walk through your story a little bit. Um, but first, let's just start with background. Can you tell me who you are and what you do? So I'm Thomas Matthews. I'm a Paralympic table tennis player for Great Britain. Yeah. Awesome. How did you find table tennis to be your sport? So a little bit of a background story. I'm going to have to go over it because that's how I kind of got into it. I was 16 years of age, I used to race down little mountain bikes, riding down the side of the mountain in between trees and rocks and all that crazy stuff. And one day I was out practicing and went over the handlebars and broke my neck. Whilst I was in hospital then in rehab, a guy used to come around the ward and try and get people into sport. And table tennis was the easiest one to do in hospital. Couldn't really do archery in uh, hospital. You don't want to be shooting someone when uh, you're recovering. So yeah, he kept coming around. I get, just kept telling to get lost, really, because I was 16. I thought I was getting back on my push bike. But in the end, I got up just to shut up, really, and kind of fell in love with the sport. Um, my parents were bringing me a local takeaway down, and I'd never let this takeaway go cold because it was my favourite thing to eat. And I literally stayed on the table till about nine in the evening, and my takeaway went cold. So, yeah, I must have fell in love with the sport from the end. Ever, ever since I've been in love with it. That's awesome. That's one of those coincidences or accidents. I don't know what that's called, but that's awesome that he was so persistent too to make you try. <laughs> yeah, because well, he'd been to five Paralympics himself, which I didn't know at the time. Um, for him and his wife, Jim Monkley and Christine Monkley were amazing. Like, fair play to them. Without them, I wouldn't be where I am. So, well, credit to them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I have to ask you about. Disability Sport Wales, that's kind of why, how we're sitting here now talking to each other. Um, but I guess, how did you find Disability Sport Wales? And I guess, how did your kind of involvement So how I found them time? was through Jim Monkley, um, the guy that was coming around the hospital okay. and trying to get people out of bed. Uh, he done it really well, as you can tell, he got us involved. So uh, yeah, that's how I found them. And to be honest, they're a really good organization. They um, cover all Paralympic sports, so it's a great organization, but obviously, they give me the opportunity to try other sports, but I didn't really, I weren't interested. I was interested in table tennis straight from the mark and that's kind of how we went. Um, I've done kind of events with them where you do, there's 28 sports and they're like a normal hall and some um, students come in from schools and like disabled backgrounds come in and try out sports. So it's a, it's a really good organization and really well planned out. Definitely. I can tell. I can tell with you and Olivia. I don't know. Everybody I've spoken to from there loves it. And yeah. I love that for y'all. Yeah, I really <laughs> love it. It's, it's crazy because yeah. I think we're the only ones in the UK that got something like that. Like they haven't got disabled sport England or stuff like that. So it's, it's really good. And, uh, right. Yeah. I think more countries should take that approach on really. Definitely. Yeah. It's special. It's special for sure. So cool. Awesome. Well, let's kind of go back into table tennis. Can you tell us, for those who don't know, um, how table tennis is scored? Yeah, so it's, um, you get two serves each, and that's how it scores point by point. 
when it gets to 10 all, like deuce, it's one serve each, but you gotta, you gotta win by two clear points. So if it's 10 all, it gotta be 10, 12, you gotta, it can't be 10, 11, like it's gotta be two clear points. Simple enough. Yeah, simple yeah. enough. <laughs> Great. I feel like that's not how I've played table tennis in my basement. No, little Everyone <laughs> thinks it's just a holiday sport. You're just uh, having a few drinks on the side lane and <laughs> enjoying yourself. Uh, no, it is quite serious. And, yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, it's so fun because I do think it is cool how like there, this sport is unique in that people probably have an experience trying it. Like, yeah, for sure. It's inclusive for everyone. That's the good mm -hmm. thing about it. Anyone can try it. Anyone can give it a go. And that's, that's what I love about it most. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think. I was watching Team USA Gymnastics this morning. That's not something I've ever tried or want to, really. <laughs> I, I should give it a go in a wheelchair. That'd be yeah. awesome. <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> you got to try. <laughs> no, I don't, not before Tokyo, anyway. <laughs> Maybe after. Yes, yes, next year, 2024, that can be <laughs> your mission. <laughs> cool. Um, awesome. Well, let's kind of, let's talk about your table tennis career a little bit. Um, can you kind of give us story time? Maybe some of your most memorable or challenging events? Um, probably the most memorable and probably most challenging was the Europeans in 2015. My first European championships. And as I was flying out, I went very well. Um, just about boarding the flight and kind of got out there, sorting out the problems, but it still kind of got out in the way. Um, I just didn't feel right. But it kind of turned out to be my best tournament ever. I ended up winning a bronze medal in my first Europeans and then went on to team event with the Paralympic champion, Rob Davis, and we won um, the European gold. So it was, it was a crazy event. Um, it was ups and downs, but we came out on top, which was really surprising. Yeah, it was amazing. It sounds like it. I wish I was there. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was a really good event. Really, really good event. Yeah, cool. I love that. I love that for you. Congrats. That's so exciting. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and we still, we still are European champions in team because um, ever since there haven't been enough teams to compete. So we still got our, we still got our record. So I'm still a European champion in team event. So I'm well That's happy. That's so cool. That's crazy. That's crazy. Let's see if anybody challenges you in the next few years here. <laughs> Bring it on and we go on. <laughs> I love it. Cool. Um, I want to ask you kind of about training. I guess you can take this in a COVID, uh, COVID light or a not COVID light, whatever you'd like. But um, can you kind of just describe a typical day of training um, and how that goes for you? Yeah, so we can go through COVID really. Um, we're starting the pandemic. Basically, what Paralympics GB, they sent us out table tennis tables to our house. Luckily, I'm single, so I didn't have a girlfriend to tell me, no, you're not having a table in the house because it's just crazy. They're huge. And then you get like a robot the other side. So it shoots balls. If you ever watch tennis, um, where they have like a thing that just shoots balls at them or baseball, or whatever, it just shoots a ball out. It's basically that on the other side of the table. So we had them delivered um, and we've done really well throughout the pandemic to kind of keep training and keep on Zoom calls, teams just constant Zoom calls, kind of got fed up with Zoom towards the end, but then we managed to get back in the training hall. And ever since that, it's been kind of back to routine, obviously, mask wearing, temperature checks every week, COVID tests and stuff like that. But we've had really good training leading up to the games and excited to get to Tokyo, really. Me too, me too. Wait, I have a question about this ball machine. Does this yeah. mean as you're hitting them, they're flying around your your room or your apartment or whatever it is? So, so it has got a neck the other side, but some of them do get out. So you do have to pick up some afterwards, which is 
quite challenging because they get under the sofa and under the cabinets and things like that. But it's all part of it, I guess. <laughs> I'm picturing just like a cartoon, like you hitting it and there's balls flying everywhere with purpose, of course. But <laughs> well, it could be for a bit of fun as well, you know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> cool. Uh, I want to ask you about the the flip side. I guess we're talking about physical training. Um, I know that you're, you believe athletes need to talk about their mental health and things. How do you take care of your own mental health? Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I, anyone that needs help, I just speak out, speak to someone yeah. about it, definitely. Um, so my mental health, I, I struggled as a kid, really. Um, I got bullied in school at one point, and I kind of um, kept it all inside, didn't tell anyone. And in the end, it was like, a, the only way I can explain it, it was like a cola bottle where you shake it got to a phase and exploded. I just burst into tears every day. I couldn't go into school. The teachers tried to keep me in school, got pulled out of school and kind of didn't go back and just had a year out. And then in the end, where I settled my mental health down, I was able to go back and kind of recalibrate that. Coming on to my accident though, um, I didn't really suffer with it too much because I didn't bottle up anything. Me and my father spoke openly about things. I knew I wasn't going to walk again before the doctor came in and told me because my father had already spoke to the doctors and he'd already prepared me for that conversation. So I think speaking out about things really helps instead of bottling things up. Um, yeah, there, there is some down days. You do get down days, but more, there's more positives than downs now. Um, I re- very, very, really get a down day. And that's just because I speak out and I'm very open about things. Definitely. Yeah, no, I think that's that's great. Helpful long run short run <laughs> yeah everything in between i try to break it down quite uh, quite a lot today but uh, yeah. that's where i probably suffered the most when i was a bit younger sure. didn't really understand it so much and obviously kind of men are kind of told to keep it in and just bottle it up but uh yeah. i i say to anyone just speak out and try and seek help really definitely definitely awesome well, let's see we've covered your story kind of your background we talked about training um physical and mental Let's talk about Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure you're excited, but how excited are you? <laughs> Definitely. Well, it still puts a smile every time someone mentions Tokyo. Every time I just get a smile on my face. I'm, this is my first Paralympic game, so I'm really excited to go out there, give my best performance, really. And yeah, I just, I'm really excited and can't wait. Yeah, me too. I feel like it's been a long time coming, literally. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited, though, to kind of watch it play out and cheer for all of you in the middle of the night from the United States. <laughs> it's going to be crazy times in the morning, but yeah, get the support, definitely. And alone, it's going to be a different game, obviously, with, like, no crowds and due to the yeah. pandemic. But I still think Japan and Tokyo will do an amazing, amazing job. As you can see with the Olympics at the moment, yeah. they're, still, they're still an amazing, spectacular event. So, yeah. For sure. So what, what's going on? with you from now until that actually happens <laughs> so basically just carrying on training um just keep going through the processes um kind of analyzing other players online and kind of watching videos back see where we can improve um obviously we don't know what other people have been doing throughout the pandemic we've prepared the best we can and that's all we can do um so yeah just keep preparing and get ready for it i think i might just adjust my sleeping pattern uh probably a week out just to kind of get a bit of that jet lag but yeah preparing as best as we can for sure I think that's that's one thing that I'll never get is that how all of these athletes get over their jet lag so fast yeah. going over there and I guess it's because they're doing what you're doing like trying to 
Well, some yeah. people do, some people don't. I, I've never done it before. Um, yeah. I, I have gone to like Vegas and things like that. And kind of, you recover in a day or two anyway, really. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to get that out of the way before even getting out there this time. So we'll see, see how it goes and hopefully yeah. it works out in my favor. <laughs> yes, I'm really bad at that. I'm, I'm really bad at getting over the jet lag thing. So I couldn't imagine actually having something important to do, like <laughs> oh, trying no. to get over the jet lag and compete. <laughs> Yeah, I the worst one I ever done. I went to Vegas with my friends yeah. for a 30th birthday party. And then I ended up flying back to the UK. We had a delayed flight. So I had to jump on another flight then to Slovenia for a training camp and then ended up in Korea two days later for a competition, which it was from I think eight hours from behind to eight hours in front. It was just my head was all over the place. It was a bit crazy, to be honest. Yes, that that sounds crazy. That sounds yeah. crazy. I wouldn't know where I was or what time it was. I, I don't think I did, to be honest. No. <laughs> just show up, figure it out when it's there yeah. happening. <laughs> just all for the best. Just get on with it. Yes. <laughs> it's a great attitude to have. <laughs> awesome. Um, let's see. What... I guess you've kind of, you've talked about this really. I'm just going to ask you directly anyway. Um, but what have you learned about yourself through table tennis? I know you've touched on a lot of things, but um, let's kind of go back to it. Good question. Um, I've learned a lot. Um, obviously, there is a life after injury. That's the biggest thing for me. When I first had my injury, I thought my life was over. I thought that, like, you, you see the darkest times. But there's always something out there for someone to do. Never give up. That's probably the biggest thing for anyone. Um, and table tennis gave me the opportunity to travel the world and um, do something I love. Definitely, definitely. You've answered my last two questions already, but <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's <laughs> fine. We'll go through them anyway. Um, but I guess directly related to that, what advice would you give to those who want to start playing table tennis, or maybe they don't know that this is an option, but they should? <laughs> definitely give it a go. I- I'd say don't just stick to table tennis. I know I, I'd be a bit biased and say, yeah, come on, do table tennis. Yeah. But don't just think it's one sport out there. There's plenty of sports out there. But table tennis is very inclusive, all-inclusive to all. But there is other sports out there. Do your research and give mm-hmm. anything a go. Um, and don't be scared to fail. Just enjoy yourself and see what you enjoy most. Definitely, for sure. I love that. I think that's what we were talking about earlier, right? Like everybody's touched table tennis once and if you're really yeah. good why not why not stick with it <laughs> yeah know? definitely give it a go and yes for sure i've had many many hours of table tennis in my basement in alabama i can't say i'm good at it but it was still fun <laughs> yeah you enjoyed it so that's the main thing yeah it needed maybe some formal training instead of just what i thought was right <laughs> but that's okay <laughs> you'll have to cool. give it a go if i'm ever in alabama i'll come and give it a game look yes that would be quite an adventure that would be great i'm sure you would you would whip me but (laughs) that's okay (laughs) cool uh let's see last question i end all of my shows um on a piece of advice that you would give to your younger self um probably the best advice i could give to myself is enjoy your life to the full don't be scared to make mistakes mistakes Mm -hmm. make you the person you are so that's probably the biggest thing i'd give yeah, it's true. It's true. I love ending the show on that question because I hope that people remember that and it resonates and then they go out into the world and do something and maybe pick up table tennis. I don't know. Yeah. Well, come and challenge me. Let's go. 
<laughs> You've asked for it. You might get some DM yeah. or something now. So we'll see. That was, a, that was a bad idea to finish it off on that, but yeah, let's have it. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. Cool. Well, Tom, this has been great. Thank you so much for sharing your story and giving me some of your time today. No, thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Tom, thank you so very much for coming on the show and sharing your story. Stay tuned for more episodes of Adventures with Aggie featuring disability sport whales coming to you on Thursday and next week. Mm-hmm.